Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Wait, Jason. Yes. Did, didn't we record last night? Yeah, but it wasn't for Whiskey and Wrestling. It wasn't? No. No? No. So we're appearing in something else? We are. We're appearing on a Roguescast Radio special edition that will come out at some point. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Even though even though they said last week that they uh, they hate me. Well, they didn't. Jay did. Jay did. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling podcast. This week in wrestling, WWE actively hates their audience. And AEW puts on some decent matches. Much like every other week, but this one was especially bad. Yeah. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, do want to real quick hit what we're drinking? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What are we drinking today? So we made up a mixed drink today, Ooh. honestly. Um, something we saw on the internet looked really cool, so we wanted to try it. Shout out to Brady. He's the one that brought it to my attention. Um, it's called Tavern Punch. And it is scotch ale, uh, mead, orange juice, cinnamon simple syrup, and oleosaccharin, which is, you take a bunch of lemon peels, you throw them in a bucket, then you pour a bunch of sugar, bunch of sugar on it. Hmm. And the sugar pulls the oil out of the lemon peel, and then you just pour the oil off. That's all you do. That's how you make it. Um, okay. You mix that, like I said, with cinnamon simple syrup, which is just simple syrup with sugar, uh, cinnamon sticks boiled in it, mm -hmm. mead, and scotch ale. And uh, we made it last night, had some last night, got some left over for today. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're drinking. Yeah. So oh, and orange juice. It's got orange juice in it. I think yeah, I said you, that. You said orange but juice. But I couldn't remember all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, it's really good stuff. You know, it... it... It's a very good fall, cool weather yeah. drink. It immediately puts me in the mind of like Wassel or something to that effect. Um, you know, we had it yesterday. It was cold. Today it's kind of room temperature. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's one of those, and we, we talked about this off air yesterday, but like I could see this being really good, really cold, mm -hmm. but I could also see this on a really cold day in a steaming cup, like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, cider or something. Yeah, take it, pour it in a crock pot on keep warm and, you know. And it, it would be really good. Yep. So. But that's what we're drinking. Uh, if you want the recipe for this, you can look up how to drink on YouTube. And there's a video where he talks about it as the full recipe. The one we mixed, it's like three bottles of beer, about a third of a, uh, a third of a fifth. A fifteenth <laughs> of uh, a mead, nine ounces of orange juice, you know, uh, five ounces of oleosaccharin, and like nine ounces of cinnamon syrup. Yeah. So, yep. It was. It is really good. It really, is good really stuff, good. for sure. All right. Should we go ahead and jump into? Yeah, let's go ahead and knock the it results out. for the week. Yeah, let's go ahead and knock it out. I guess. All right, so Monday Night Raw, we start off with Big E in the ring talking. Out comes 
Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Rey Mysterio. And we get set up for a fatal four-way. Kevin Owens is involved in that too. Uh, So we set up for a fatal four-way ladder match to determine the number one contender. That's going to be at the end of the night. We, uh, We have a triple threat tag team match to determine the number one contenders for the tag team. This was between Ziggler, Rude, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. And Ziggler and Rude get the win there. We have Zelina Vega's coronation and a match with Dewdrop. Which Zelina cheats to win and gets the pin over Dewdrop. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch have a fight. Damian Priest has a match with T-Bar where Damian Priest kind of debuts a new character. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Definitely a, a change from what we've seen from Damian Priest. And Priest, of course, defeated T-Bar because, you know, he's named T-Bar, not Dominic Dijakovic. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Carmella still wears that crazy, weird mask that doesn't look like it should do anything to protect her face, but apparently it is magical or something. And she once again defeated Liv Morgan. Such a travesty. Yes. Keith Bearcat Lee made his Raw debut and beat the snot out of Cedric Alexander. Dominic Mysterio and Austin Theory fought, where Theory, of course, defeated Mysterio. We have our Raw Tag Team Championship match that Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, you know, they just went through a fatal four-way, so let's give them a match the same night for the title. They, of course, lost to RK-Bro. We have, finally, the main event of the evening, the Fatal 4-Way Ladder Match, which, given the talent that was in the ring, you, you it was a good match. It, it, there's no way that these four guys put on a bad match. Yeah. Seth Rollins climbed the ladder and is your new number one contender. The only issue I had with this match was just how predictable it was going to be on who won. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there was never any doubt in my mind. But I digress. Let's jump over to Wednesday, and you tell me about the gloriousness to steal from Robert Roode that happened Wednesday night. So Dynamite was back where it belonged Wednesday night. Finally. Yeah. We kicked off with uh, CM Punk versus Bobby Fish, uh, where CM Punk wins. Uh, MJF then had a very short squash match and then cut a promo on Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, Darby Allen shows up, smokes Wardlow with a thumbtack skateboard. MJF runs off. We had the TNT Championship match of Sammy Page versus uh, Ethan or Sammy Guevara versus Ethan Page. Where Sammy wins, and of course, as soon as he gets beat, uh, uh, America's Top Team jumps him, and then Inner Circle comes running down, and we're going to continue that hot garbage. Um, We had Sheeta versus Serena Deeb in the first round of the women's TBS title tournament, where uh, Sheeta wins, so she gets her 50, and moves forward. 
and then she got just destroyed afterwards by Serenity. We then had our World Title Eliminator tournament match for the evening, uh, or one of them, of John Moxley versus Ten in the Dark Order. Ten got a little bit of offense in, but it was not a lot, and then Moxley just destroyed him. So Moxley moves forward. Uh, Malachi Black, uh, Andrade El Idolo, they jump Cody after a, a little bit of a, 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 what was a really good promo from Cody. Uh, I was I was very impressed with it, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, and then Pot comes out and makes a save after the two heels jumping. And then finally, we had a eight-man tag match. The Dark Order of John Silver, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus... The Super Elite of uh, Kenny, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. We're going to talk a lot about this match. The Dark Order wins. Um, when we get to the discussions, that's when we'll go over what all happened here. Because we'll, we'll talk about what happened. It was pretty amazing. So, Friday night, up first, SmackDown. We have Charlotte coming out to the ring. This is the first time we've seen or heard from Charlotte since the debacle that was last week because WWE pulled Charlotte from all media appearances. So Charlotte comes out. She talks about how great she is. Sasha comes out, demands a number one title shot, demands a title shot. Charlotte says, nah, I want to fight new people. Shotzi Blackheart comes down. Charlotte beats Sasha. Shotzi. And then Shotzi turns heel and beats the crap out of Sasha. We have Drew McIntyre versus Mustafa Ali, where McIntyre beats Ali. Afterwards, Ali cries and says the only reason that people boo him is because he's named Mustafa Ali. Which, no. It's it's because you have a poor character, sir. Yep. Uh, you as a person, I really kind of like and wish that WWE would do better with you, but I don't like your character. Uh, we have the knighting ceremony for Sir Kofi Kingston. One of my favorite parts of the show. Just the absurdity there were, of There were all so of this. many good lines that got dropped in there, too. Yeah. Uh, before the actually knighting ceremony, you have Hit Row. Uh, singing King Woods yeah. to their theme song. So instead of Hit Row, it's King Woods. <laughs> yep. It, it was great. I, I love every bit of what the New Day does. Uh, the Usos come out. We're going to see the Usos versus New Day before the night is over. <sighs> we have a trick or street fight between... What? Nakamura and ba- Boogs and Moss and Corbin. There were no winners. None. We as a human race lost. The result of the match is Moss and Corbin defeating Nakamura and Boggs. Not just Nakamura. The Intercontinental Champion Nakamura. Yeah. So Moss and Corbin get the win, but they only get the win after 
Um, Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza show up and hit them with kendo sticks. We have Naomi versus Sonya. No, it's not Sonya Deville. Why does it say Sonya Deville here? Um, (laughs) Wow. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Sonya she, was the uh, special referee. Yeah, Sonya came out to be the special referee because the referee that was booked for this match was injured in Brock's attack last week, which, okay, right. there's been a week. What Do you only have one referee in, in, yeah. in SmackDown? Yeah. This was predictable. Um, Shayna gets the win on a fast count roll-up from Sonya, you know, with, with Sonya yeah. doing the, the ref count. The fastest count that I think I've ever seen in wrestling. This, I'm I'm over this storyline. As, as I'm over the delay in the storyline, it is time payoff. to put Sonya back in the ring against Naomi. Give me the payoff. Give me the payoff. And our final match of the night: the New Day versus the Usos. And your winners, King Xavier Woods and Sir. Kofi Kingston. The King. So, I love everything about New Day. Yeah. New Day versus the Usos. Yeah. They, that, they're classics every time. That's a match that does not get boring. Yeah. Um, we then moved on to Rampage. Three matches. We kicked off with Daniel Bryan versus Eddie Kingston for a the title eliminator tournament. Daniel Bryan wins, but Jesus Christ, this was the match. This was the wrestling match of the week. Mm-hmm. Hands down. I, th- I think another match I got more enjoyment out of, but this was the match of the week, period. Yeah. Um, we had Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel, uh, where Dante Martin wins. Wait. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought he existed to take pins. I thought he existed to take pins. Me too. And then because Halloween, we have Abaddon versus Britt Baker, where Britt Baker wins barely. I'd kind of forgotten that Abaddon existed. Yeah, but you know, Halloween. So there's that. (laughs) Spooky zombie chip. Time time to bring her. Yes. (laughs) So let's, let's hit something real quick. One thing that I want to say, you know, we we alluded to it a little bit about SmackDown being trash. Um, SmackDown's been really good. Uh, Roman Reigns was not on the show at all. We had this atrocious Trick or Street fight thing, which we, we get every year. Like, which we let's get every just year, say that this is not this is not something new but this, this year. One was particularly bad. Yeah, uh, we have a shotty heel turn. And a Sasha face turn, I guess. Well, yeah, because Sasha was definitely playing the face to Charlotte's heel. So, why? Because WWE and Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, actively, purposely hate their audience. They've got to, because the thing is, Shotzi's not going to get booed. No. Uh, not at all. Shotzi is going to get cheers, and there. This is going to be another Becky Lynch esque thing. I'm not going to say that Sasha's. I'm not saying that Shotzi's anywhere near on the level of Becky. 
Not yet. What I am saying, though, is when they tried to make Becky heal, even this time, but definitely the time before she left with her pregnancy, when it was her versus Charlotte, Charlotte was supposed to be the face, and they tried to make her a heel, that did not work. Oh, it was soundly rejected by the audience. This isn't going to work either. Yes. This isn't going to work either. Yeah. Um, Shotzi so, is just too lovable as yep. a person, as a character. The whole tank thing, which she'll get booed if she doesn't come out in the tank. Yeah. And that's like, what I'm afraid is about to happen. Like part of me says, okay, turn her heel. That's fine. Get her away from the tank gimmick because how far does that gimmick really go? I, I think that gimmick's played, you know, to a point like, okay, it was kind of cool in NXT. She comes out and yeah. drove the tank. It's cool. She comes out and drives the tank now, but what is her beyond that gimmick? I need, I, and right. I love Shotzi. Oh yeah. Do not get me wrong, but what is she beyond? I drive a tank. Right. So part of me is kind of okay with that, but at the same token, just take the tank away. Yeah. Don't turn her heel. That, that, that makes no sense. Um, yeah, SmackDown was kind of a train wreck. Uh, like we like we said, you know, I need Sonya to go ahead and get in the ring. Yeah. What was this whole, the referee got hurt last week? Okay, so again, you've had other matches. You have other refs. They could totally do it. Yeah. You know, so Sonya comes in, and this is your classic special referee that has a vendetta. I think Naomi goes for a pin a couple times and Sasha re- or uh, Sonya refuses to count. Um, you know, she, she kept getting involved and then Shayna wins with a roll up. It, like I said, Sonya's fast count there was one, two, three. It was, it wasn't even a fast count. It was a, you know, light speed count. Coming off of last week, you had everybody, us included, praising Sonya. Yeah. For how she handled the Charlotte Flair, Becky situation. Yep. That's a perfect opportunity to put her back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Why turn, if, if Sonya's being portrayed as a heel character mm-hmm. already, so why turn Shotzi heel? Why not just have Sonya step into that role? You know, have Sonya, you know, Charlotte, Cutting her promo, doing her thing, and then Sonya comes down, or Sasha comes out, and Sasha says, you know, I'm, I'm making my challenge. So all that stays the same. But instead of Shotzi, Sonya comes down and says, Sasha, you've had too many shots at the title. You're not getting one. You know, I am. And the crowd goes nuts because Sonya's getting back in the ring. Yeah. You know. Charlotte can heal it up on the, well, what have you done to deserve a shot? And Sonya goes, oh, I signed the paperwork that makes the matches. That's plenty, you know? Mm -hmm. So there you go. You can have Charlotte continue to play the heel Charlotte that everybody hates, uh, fans and apparently other wrestlers included. Um, And you have Sonya come back. Sonya's going to get cheered. Even if she's a heel for the, the first little bit of it, she will get cheered for getting back in the ring. Um, and there you go. You keep Shotzi as a face. Yeah, I don't understand why they haven't put Sonya back in the ring yet. Me neither. Uh, apparently, she was she was really booked to have a major push following her feud with Mandy last year. Yeah. And, of course, the home invasion and, and yeah. the effects of that put a uh, put the kibosh on that. 
but that's understandable that she's a little freaked out and she needs to take some time. For sure. You know. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, SmackDown this week was just, it was trash. The the trick-or-street fight was bad. There have been bad ones of those, but that match is supposed to be funny, ha-ha. It really is. And they couldn't even get this right. Well, and it's the fact that, like you said, Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Is in this match. Also? You have Corbin and Moss, who... Okay, first off, nobody cares about Riddick Moss and has ever cared about Riddick Moss. He's not going to get over in WWE. and I, no I, don't, I know him. nothing about the man. I feel bad for him because he clearly puts work in to yep. you know get his body to look the way that he they want it to. He's he's learning how to wrestle. He just doesn't have it. No one cares about him. And with Corbin, there for a bit Corbin had become entertaining mm-hmm. with uh with uh down on his luck bum Corbin. Yeah. Like that was a compelling character. I liked it. I liked seeing him show up and constantly beg for money. You know, just what kind of garbage was he going to get into? The fact that his shirt had the same mustard stain on every week. You know, all this kind of stuff. That was fantastic. Then you do this happy Corbin thing. Which is the exact same gimmick that he's had. He is King Corbin without a crown at this point. Same gimmick. It's boring. Very much so. It is boring. And... The trick or street fight match. The only reason it wasn't the piss break match mm-hmm. is because it went on for like twenty minutes. Yeah, way too long. And it just it was like it didn't matter. No, I will say this: not not about the trick or street fight match, but at least the Shotzi Charlotte match. They gave them fifteen minutes, and it was good. It was a really good match too, as you would expect from those two. I mean, we talk down about Charlotte a lot. Charlotte is an amazing but in-ring she is really worker. good in-ring. Her personality, her attitude, yeah, there's a lot to be Personality, uncovered. attitude, and character. We'll, we'll, we'll throw in character because, yeah. you know, we just know what we can glean yeah. about Ashley, but Charlotte... There's, yeah, there's a lot to be uncovered, a lot to be figured out about what's going on there, how much of it is, how much of it is the truth, how much of it is a work, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah. But in the ring, Charlotte has always been good. Yeah. So, of course you expect this to be a good match. But it was really the highlight of, of SmackDown. Other than the, the knighting of Kofi Kingston. Because there were several really good lines. Uh, uh, Xavier Woods dropped a, a, a bar from uh, the Golden Girls theme song. Yeah. You know, you've been a uh, pal and a confidant. Thank you for being a friend to, you know. to Kofi. Uh, he made him the hand of the king, which the the hand pin is yeah. a golden unicorn. Yes, which yes. <laughs> so I mean, there's some there was some really cool stuff in there, uh, and again, like we said, you know, I'll watch the New Day versus the Usos any day of the week. Period. You know, I don't think they have had a bad match ever. No, I, I don't think they ever have. I don't think they ever will. They know each other so well. They know, okay, we're going to hit these high points. Let's just throw out, you know, let's let's just work to get to these high points. Yep. 
Make it a little bit different from the last time. Let's have fun. Yeah. What about Raw? Anything really <laughs> worth it? I mean... Whatever they're doing to Damian Priest... Yeah. I don't get it. Me either. He doesn't need it. He, he was fine how he was. And uh, much to Brady's chagrin. Yeah. Uh, but that being said... They need to drop the whole T bar thing. Yeah, that's got to the the whole T bar mace that that has to go. T bar, well, mace is on SmackDown, yeah. I guess, and but they get I, dropped for both of them. I, I, Dio Madden them. hasn't done anything to impress me yet, outside of his work on commentary. Yeah, so figure out what his character is, send him back to the the drawing board, come up with something decent for Dio. Dominic Dijakovic yeah. has everything you want. He can be a star in your company. Yep. The fact that you brought him up and you named him T-Bar and you put a mask on him and he shaved his head and he looked like Bane from yeah. The Dark Knight Returns or Rises or whatever... And then you let him just lose a year of his career. Exactly. Exactly. Drop the T-Bar gimmick. Take him off TV for a month. Take him off TV for two months. Start reintroducing him and have him have a great showing in the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he needs to win it. No. But have him have a really good showing in the Rumble. And then now you have somebody that in a year, two years' time, you can move into a title picture. Absolutely. And I'm not even saying putting the title on him. But he can move have picture, a though. guy he who can, be, can move into that picture. He can be a credible threat. A credible contender for the title, face or heel. He can mm-hmm. do both. Yep, exactly. He is amazingly athletic you have him and keith lee on the same show so keith lee is a heel with the bearcat gimmick wait six months three months six months whatever it takes for you to reset uh, uh dijack and then you can redo the series from nxt a few years back yeah of which were so good dijack and keith lee and you will elevate both of those people, both of those men will be elevated beyond whatever the stupid sorry writing that you have right now is. For sure. And just based on their match work alone. Yep. Other than that, it was good to see uh, Zelina mm-hmm. as the queen. Yep. I hated the match afterwards, but the entire time that Zelina was out there talking, I had a smile on my face. Yep. Because she absolutely deserves this opportunity. I don't know why they fed Dewdrop to her. If they wanted to have her get a quick win over somebody. Right, because they were building Dewdrop up as pretty pretty strong. Yeah, and I she still she's... is. I mean, she was hit with the scepter. And knocked out, and that was how Zelina got the win. Right. So it's not like Dewdrop lost anything here. But why feed her to Zelina at this point? 
I know that Zelina had just beat her for to be crowned the queen. Right. Why did we need an immediate callback match? But that's WWE's formula right now. Here, this match happened on the pay-per-view. Let's watch it again now. Yep. So, that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah, there wasn't like a I said, lot to it. Like I said, the the main event, which was a very the, good the ladder, ladder match. The was really good. But, but I knew from the moment that they announced it, and it I'm sitting there. Seth. It was Seth. He was the only heel in the match. Yep. And Big he, E is a face, so. And at this point, Big E's not going to be a heel. Nope. I don't know that. I know Big E's pulled a heel off in the past. Yep. I don't know that he could anymore. I don't think he could. Not now. I. It would take a lot of work on his and WWE's part to make Big E a heel. Yeah. It really would. So. He would he would basically have to turn on the New Day. Yeah. Like, if he turned on Xavier and Kofi, yeah, that would make him a heel. But I think that's really about the only way you're going to do that. Um, So, moving on to, to AEW. Real quick thing first about the rumor um, that there was a mass exodus during Rampage. So, Rampage kicks off with Daniel Bryan versus Eddie Kingston in what was a 20-minute you know, just amazing match on a one-hour show, right? Yeah. They said a lot of the arena left after that. And some people were trying to peg it on the fact that, okay, it's because the next two matches were Matt Seidel versus uh, Dante Martin and Abaddon versus Britt Baker. However, I'm going to put it on the fact that before that match was two hours of Dark Elevation and two hours of Rampage. So, I mean, two hours of dynamite, and then that match, which was so. This was the fifth hour of wrestling. Yes, which I, I could be mistaken, but dynamite was live. Mm-hmm. So it is nine thirty at this point. Yeah, people have been there for four and a half hours. Right, they're ready to go. I'm yeah, and, and you're gonna tell me, and and I'm gonna I I am gonna add the fact that you have Abaddon and Baker and Seidel and Dante Martin, like because okay, I'm I'm exhausted at this point. I've been to WrestleMania, so yeah. I've sat through a show like this, long show, six hour show, whatever it was, twelve hours, fourteen. I, you know, you lose all track of whatever. Yeah, but there's a point where okay, I I don't care. And I have to be, I have to have an attachment to the main event for me to stick around. And Dante Martin and Matt Seidel, I don't care about at all. Great match. I'm sure it was a great match. And, you know, while I like Britt, there was no reason to watch that match because you knew Britt Baker was not losing to Abaddon. Like I said, like I said, I kind of forgot Abaddon existed because I don't watch Dark. I don't watch Elevation. Maybe I should. But I don't see or hear anything about Abaddon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I get that. I get them leaving. Um, the Cody promo on Dynamite, I thought was really good. I, I thought it was a fantastic promo. When Cody came out, the crowd was booing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he addressed it, man. He he. The, the first little bit of the promo, I didn't care for because it was... I th- Thought it was way too heavy-handed as a dig at Triple H, because uh, he talks about how you know 
everybody wants him to turn heel and says that he has all this power and, you know, that he should be booking himself however he wants and, you know, he, that he keeps everybody down and all this kind of stuff. And was he was running down the, the reign of terror, yeah. for sure. You know, Cody and Triple H do not get along. Um, So, yeah, I, I get it. But come on, guys. You guys, AEW is now two years old. We can I do stop not, with that. I don't need to hear Cody say another word about WWE. Yeah. I don't need to hear... John Moxley say another word about WWE. Or CM Punk. CM Punk doesn't need to say another word. Like, we get it. You Daniel, guys. Daniel Bryan doesn't need to say... And Daniel Bryan's the only one who said thank you. Yeah. And the thing is, we get it. WWE is apparently a very bad place to work for some talents. Um, we know, just from watching it as fans, that the, the stories are god-awful. Mm-hmm. Um, we get it. It sucks. We don't need you running it down every time you get a hot mic, right? After that, though, the promo got really good. After that, the promo, it went into you know him talking about the fact that he's getting booed, and but he does this for the love of the fans, that he loves everyone there. Uh, you know, so boo me, cheer me, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm still going to come out here. I'm going to put in my heart 110%. I'm not going to turn heel. You know, like he, he laid it out. You know, and I kind of thought it was a good promo. I kind of thought it was a really good springboard for him to actually turn heel, though. Like, well, I'm like hoping that Cody. that's what they're doing. Like, I know Cody doesn't want to turn heel. I need Cody to turn heel and not realize that he's the bad guy. You know, I I I need that to happen, right? I want him to to get to the point where it is the he looks in the mirror and goes, "Are we the baddies?" <laughs> And yeah, Yar, that's what I want to see for a Cody heel turn. Um, but I thought, like I said, I thought the promo was really good. Uh, however, everything on Dynamite was overshadowed by one thing: the main event. So for our main <laughs> event, of course, it's you know it's moving on to Halloween, right? So the Dark Order comes out first, and they are in Halloween costumes. Stu Grayson is dressed up like Kratos, which he later says on, on Twitter, who's Kratos? Um, Evil Uno comes out dressed up like a cowboy, complete with mustache under his mask. Under his mask, not on top of his mask. John Silver comes out dressed up like Bambi. And uh, Colt Cabana came out dressed up like Brandon Cutler. And which the was suit, great. the mask, the cold spray, everything. Uh, which, in retrospect, yeah, probably should have hinted about something. Um, then the elite come out, and they're all dressed up like Ghostbusters, with Nakazawa in an inflatable baby costume, and uh, Brandon Cutler in Stay Puft Marshmallow Man outfit. Yep. When the Dark Order came out, they had uh, uh, Reynolds was dressed up like a cowboy. Then you had Five and somebody. They were all pretty much cowboy. They themed. were a horse. Yeah, you know, uh, a two man horse that the, that old costume type thing. So then the match starts. The match was really good. There were some really good spots in this match. 
for and everybody involved. To be honest, I don't think any of us had high hopes for this match. Didn't. Didn't really. But it really was a good match, and it stole the show. Match was awesome. Towards the end of the match, uh, Nakazawa gets involved, you know, in it a little bit. The Dark Order comes down to the ring. You know, you have you have Horse come in, the whole thing. The, the Dark Order member that's dressed up like the Horse gets in the ring because the Elite were about to attack Silver. And he starts waving his hands and pointing the back and waving his hands. And all the Elite look at each other and they grab uh, Horse Guy and they hit the Super Elite Trigger mm-hmm. or, or whatever they call it, the BTE Trigger. Where they all four kick They him. all four kick him. And he slumps down to his knees, and then Scooby-Doo style, Kenny Omega rips the horse head off, and it's Brandon Cutler with tape over his mask. But wait, wait, you said Brandon Cutler came out with them I know. as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. So they're looking at this, trying to figure it out, what's going on. The rest of the Dark Order runs everybody out of the ring except Matt Jackson. Matt's standing there when Stay Puff gets in the ring. Well, Stay Puff was in the ring. Stay, Stay Puff, Puff was in the been ring. Celebrating. That's right. He's been celebrating and dancing. After he danced, after they did the kick, he just kind of stood still. That's my one complaint. And I know that Jay yeah. vehemently disagrees with me on this, but that's my one complaint. I feel like he should have been reacting to what's going Continue on in the react. ring. Um, the rest of the Dark Order, or the rest of the Elite rolls out of the ring. Matt's left in the ring when Stay Puff takes off his hat and it's, well, his head. His head, and it's Hangman. And Hangman lays out Matt Jackson. Yeah. Goes outside, clears house. Referee's not paying attention at all. Colt Cabana hits several people with the cold spray. Mm-hmm. You end up with John Silver pinning Matt, I think. Yeah, I don't remember the exact pin combination, but yeah, something like that. Dark Order wins. Then they clear the ring the rest of the way. They celebrate with some beers. Hangman tries to take off the rest of the marshmallow, the, the state buff suit and gets it down to around his ankles and it just won't come off. So yeah. he's celebrating in the ring with, you know, waddling about with the suit around his feet. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, was great. It was fantastic. It was a perfect reveal. You could tell that they had rehearsed the reveal. Yep. Because everybody was in the right position. This is one of those Keith Lee rising from the, yes. off the, you know, off the, the floor. Apron. apron. Yeah. Just one of those moments, the reveal, and you knew what was happening as soon. Like, we're all sitting here watching the show together, and we're the horse comes down and he's motioning, and we're like, It's Cutler. Yeah. It's Cutler. And, you know, then you get the reveal of it's Cutler, and we're like, Hangman, stay puff. Yeah. And And just a couple seconds later, there it was. Even though we figured it out because of what was happening. The thing is, we didn't figure it out until right before it happened. Yeah, so, we I didn't mean, figure it out because he, there was no yeah. other foreshadowing other than having Colt dressed, Colt like, dressed yeah. as Brandon with the cold spray. Yeah. That was... Which Colt, Colt posted a picture of his hand, which looks perfectly fine on Twitter afterwards, and he says, I think I have frostbite. No one <laughs> taught me how to use cold spray. <laughs> And Brandon Cutler's response was, serves you right. <laughs> I need Brandon Cutler. And and the, I, I saw a video on Facebook that I had shared last year. Memory came up. 
of the uh, blow-off match between Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon, where Brandon Cutler pours out the bag of dice yeah. and drops Avalon on it. I need Brandon Cutler. I need a story where Brandon Cutler is tired of being the whipping boy of the elite. Yep. Turns on the elite. And I'm not saying elevate him because I don't think that his his ring work is, is to a point yet where we can elevate him beyond just being a, a quote-unquote jobber on dark and elevation right. and stuff. But give me a story where he just gets fed up with being the whipping boy. Blows up on Matt and Nick. Because he is a legitimate childhood friend of theirs. Yeah, they've known each other for you know. That's part of why he. That's why he's in wrestling. That's why he has the jobs that he has in yep. AEW. Just have him blow up on them. Have him have some matches with them, singles matches. Have him lose. I, I'm I'm okay yeah. with him losing. But have him get one over on one of them. Yeah. And like then maybe the very first match or something, he rolls up Nick yeah. or something, you know, and, and it's a complete fluke win or something. Yeah. But I need to see him stand up for himself. Yeah. Cause I think, I think he's better than what AEW is treating him right now. Yes, agreed. Not necessarily as a person. He's, he's very yeah. much better. He's not TNT champ material. He's not world champ material. I wouldn't even put him, I wouldn't even say he's tag champ material. He's better than this, though. Yeah, he's better than the whipping boy. He's better than the guy who yeah. gets beat up every week. I need to see something with him because it was so cool to see a quote-unquote nerd yeah. who's into D&D and who's into all of that and, and uses that yep. and embraces that. And now we don't get that because he's in this track suit with the mask. The weird and face mask thing, yeah. I just exactly. I need to see something. I, I need to see some growth from the man. Exactly. But um, I'm trying to think what else was on dynamite. Oh, nothing else really. Not really, a whole lot. I know they they've set up a really good tournament. The the AEW the tournament looks going to be awesome. Um, of course. Let's see, what is it? Full Gear is coming up on the 13th, so not this weekend, but next weekend. Mm -hmm. um, where we're going to see Hangman versus Kenny. And hopefully we see Hangman Hopefully beat we Kenny. see Hangman win, which will set up, which is, like, here's my prediction of all of this. You know, I think we're going to see Moxley versus Daniel Bryan in that finals. Mm -hmm. um, we're... I want to think Moxley wins. So Moxley hands Daniel Bryan his first loss. If Hangman wins at full gear. So if Hangman wins at full gear, then you have a face champion. So he has to fight a heel. Mm -hmm. and they're kind of working on turning Moxley heel. Yeah. Like it's a slow burn heel turn, but he's turning heel. Well, uh, like we talked about it on Wednesday night during the show. I forget who he was fighting. Ten. Was it 10? Where you came out and bit him. And yeah. And, and just, like I just said, this man is a face. Yeah. He storms and out. He was wrecks him, rips his mask off, bites his head, throws him in the ring, hits the paradigm, one, two, three, rolls out of the ring, walks away, like yeah. stomps away, you know, nothing. This this is, John Moxley is not a face no. at this point. Uh, I don't think he's, he's not quite a heel, but he is definitely not a face. 
he's probably the closest thing that we have right now to a Stone Cold Steve Austin character. Yeah, he is. Where he just kind of comes out and does his thing. Yeah. So, depending on how they're wanting to go with him, if Hangman wins, then he's he's your winner. And it'll be Hangman versus him for the title. If Kenny wins, which I really hope not, then Daniel Bryan is going to win. And we're going to have Kenny versus Daniel Bryan too. Since their first match went to a time limit. So I could see that coming up as a second one. And then you have Daniel Bryan take the belt off of Kenny. And God, I don't want that. I don't mind it, but I don't want it. They've been telling this Hangman versus Kenny story for a year now. Yeah. That needs to resolve with Hangman winning. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, kind of a short episode. This Yeah, this, a little bit shorter, but that's okay. We, wrestling yeah. was kind of... Other than Dynamite was pretty good. Rampage had one really good match and two matches that were okay, serviceable matches. Um, Raw had the ladder match, which was pretty ta- which was pretty awesome, but the rest of it was kind of eh. Mm-hmm. And SmackDown as a whole was kind of eh. So it happens, and we've ranted and yep. and raved, and and as oh, we record this, I do have one thing to say. Um, you know, last night, unfortunately was BCW, our local wrestling promotion. It was their last show. Yeah. Um, Gene Miller and Laura Miller, the two that owned it, have apparently sold it. Gene's health is getting kind of bad from what everything says. He just can't keep up. He can't do it yeah. anymore. So they sold it out. Uh, they announced, we, didn't get to, we didn't get a chance to get there, but they were going to announce yesterday you know, who was basically taking over, what was going to be happening. So... We wish them all the best. Absolutely. Uh, we look forward to whoever's taking it over and then putting yep. on shows and putting on shows and going continue to, see, to see Koloff and yep the Charles all the other West and all of them all the DCW stars in whatever the yep. new. Uh, so with all that said, we would like to give some shout outs to our fellow podcasting friendos out there uh, in silence your cell phones, which is a. Uh, Jarrett and Kevin, and they talk about movies, uh, TV shows, Netflix series, both new and old. Yep. Every week they discuss it, rant and rave about whether what they're watching is good, bad, indifferent. There you go. And Rogues Cast Radio, where you can listen for their special episode whenever it comes out that features the two of us, as well as our friend Brady, and we discuss the best, well... We discuss IGN's list of the best Super NES games. Yep. Um, so give them a listen. They're a great show of all things nerdy. Um, they're just a good show of all things yeah. nerdy. And big shout out to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for allowing us to use this space. Mm-hmm. And to Big Dog Liquor as well, where you can get any... Most any liquor that you can think of, you can get from him. Uh, they have discounts throughout the week. They have discounts on case orders, wine sales every day. You name it, you can probably get it there. And if you can't, there's a good chance you can order it. Uh, holiday season, of course, is coming up. Be sure to get your eggnog. It goes fast. Mm-hmm. And Spooky season ends today. And yep. um, all pumpkin everything. Yeah, it starts tomorrow, apparently. Yeah. Well... And then you got Minter, yeah, with the uh, peppermint spices and yeah, true, true, yeah. true. So to help you get through that annoying nonsense, go get you a nice strong drink from Big Dog Liquor. 
come on down to McNard Gaming, find you a good game for you and your family to play together. They've got a three hundred dollar uh, Catan set that you can get if you want to. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, as well as tons of other games, everything yeah. from Monopoly and Risk. You know, the old old school, probably your first couple board games, all the way up to things like Wingspan or Root, or a lot of these uh, newer games that maybe you've never heard of, maybe you've never checked out before. And I think that you'd be really surprised at the world of board gaming. Yeah, where you right do more now. than roll two dice and move that many spaces. Yeah. Um, come so, check yeah. out check out and pick up an RPG and have fun with that. And I think that's done. Until next time. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.